This episode of Off the Clock is brought to you by Superbath. Back for another episode. Cheers. Off the clock. Here we go. We back. We back. Cheers. Great. Okay. Krista, take us away today. Where are we headed? Oh, God. Um, I, who can say? I have no idea. Um, I, this is, no, I can't do this. No, Somebody else not feeling it. Okay. <laughs> no. Allie, you said it's been, you said it's been a long couple of weeks. How are you feeling today? Um, I'm feeling good today. I go to Florida tomorrow. <gasps> so Ooh, that's mentally I'm in Sarasota. Okay. Physically I'm with you all. For okay, a vacation great. you're going? One of my good friends, 30th uh, birthdays oh. is on Sunday. So we're doing a bit of a vacay, but um, yeah, the last couple of weeks have been trying. I keep feeling like I'm going to hit my ceiling in terms of like growth or what I'm learning through my role at Omniscient. And then mm. I'll reach a whole new threshold. And I'm like, that is now normal for me. So I'm waiting for that to set in. <laughs> it, now it's in it. the ten- I'm still in the tension spot, but how about you guys? How have your last couple weeks been? A little bit the same as yeah, I, yeah, work-wise. Lots, lots of yeah, stretched tension, but growth, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely in need of this chatty time for sure. I have been doing okay. Um, I've had like weird life stuff going on though, like my car broke, so I have to get a new car. So I'm not excited about that. Um, and it was old, so I like should have known it was going to happen. Um, and just like work is fine whatever but we're not here to talk about work let's talk about let's talk about some fun stuff let's just let's just move right in um since we last spoke have you started watching or reading anything that you are excited about i feel like this is important so we should begin here so i did i started a new audiobook at the request Mm. or recommendation of kaylee uh the idea of you i forget who it's by robin lee Okay. Yes. Robin. Lee. Oh yeah. <laughs> Did you read this um, one, Allie? It's on my list. Okay. Allie, you're going to be into it. Uh, it is does it Harry. Have sex? It does. Yes, it does. It. Um, and what's the backstory? Like it started as Harry Styles fan fiction or like one direction fan fiction or something. Oh, that's what it feels like. It's kind of thinly veiled. <laughs> Very, very thinly veiled, but I like it. I thought it was going to be a lot um, cheesier than it is, or I don't know. When I heard that it was like based on fan fiction, I was kind of like, eh, we'll see how this is, but I like it. It's really fun. Um, yeah. I think you should, I think you'll like it, Allie. It was building off of our Quinn conversation from last week. That's mm, where the recommendation yes. came from. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So sure. I have a question in terms of like consuming books. What is that like through audio? Well, that I, genre. I'm going to say for that one in particular, that's the best one I've ever found because the woman who wrote it is like, like, I think she was, I think she speaks French as a second language or maybe it's her first language, but she has this beautiful voice and Krista, the voice, right? For Harry Styles or the, whoever this yeah. guy is. Yeah. She, yeah. It's, she's doing both voices, but it's very good. Oh. Yeah, I typically don't like audiobooks because the the narrator when they try to do like a male voice it just always sounds corny or something. Uh-huh. Um, but this one's actually not that bad. I yeah, I don't even notice it. It doesn't take me out of the story like some others do. Um, but yeah, typically I don't do audiobooks. I like physical 
copies more. Um, are we watching any new sh- new shows? Look, we have so many questions. <laughs> I know, I know. Mine was going to stay on books. So if we want to talk about shows, we should just keep going. No, no, no. Keep going. Keep going. Well, I was going to ask y'all if y'all are in the camp of like, uh, like listening to audiobooks doesn't count as reading. I feel like that's a really popular hot take I hear online. I think that counts as reading. Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah. It definitely counts. I think I was in that camp before where I was like, that's not, that's easier because someone's reading it too. But now I've been doing it and I listen to them kind of at the same speed that I read. So like 1.5 X and it's great because now, like I said, anytime I don't want to be alone with my own thoughts, I just pop these bad boys in. I've got a narrator. I've got a story, pure distraction. Sign me up. I need to get into it more. I used to be into them a lot more when I was a kid, Uh, like had like the cassettes, Uh, but I lost that. And I don't know why, because I read every chance I can get. I just, I feel like it it still counts as reading to me, but it's just a different experience. And maybe I don't have the infrastructure. Like I don't drive a lot. I think if I drove Uh, more, you know, like that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. I do go on a lot of walks. But then they're like, they're like 20 minute walks. So it's like, is that enough to like really get into? I don't know. I haven't really tried it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. That's fair. I have not started the bear. Come on. That was your homework. (laughs) Come on. You're going to get everything spoiled. Everybody's talking about it. I know my husband and his cousin are both like, watch it. You're from Chicago. And now my partners are telling me to watch it. I did watch Batman Begins last night. Interesting. Wait, which one is that? Yeah. What year did that come out? I don't know. It's. My, who, one of my husband's favorite who movies. Who is Batman? Christian Who's Batman? Bale. The, oh! the only Batman. The only Batman. Christian Bale. <laughs> Okay. Just, I don't know. It was a Monday movie. Been. It was That's a vibe. Okay. That's amazing. Are um, you so excited, though, that I think, what, today Love there's Island. a new Love Island season? Are you excited? She already knew. I actually haven't ever. So, like, I've only ever really been into Love Island UK, which, like, okay. when it rolls out in the U.S., it's, like, two weeks later. So okay. I've never really been able to like actively participate in the show with like the voting and the stuff. And then I, we just watched Love Island USA from last summer. Yes. We together, me and my husband, uh, got really into it. And now I'm like, I want to vote for these suckers. Like I want to like be part of like America voted for their favorite couple. I'm like, that was me. I was part of that. <laughs> so I get to do it now. <laughs> oh, Amazing. God, Amazing. <laughs> I remember feeling that way about the original American Idol. Like, yes. yes. Oh my and God. TRL. Like, I oh, am part TRL. of it. TRL. Yes. Christina Aguilera, you owe me a lot of money <laughs> for phone calls. It's a TRL. <laughs> Same, but Backstreet Boys. Mm. That was my. You got to support, you know? Yeah, totally. It's not much, but it's honest work. Stupid. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, I have started reading a really depressing book. Um, oh of Russian literature because my brother read it. It is Crime and Punishment. Hmm. So just a little light reading to pop into my ears at times. Um, and then I'm still reading the hard copy book. I was the last time we talked, but I have to tell you that I started watching The Real World New Orleans from the year 2000. And it a classic. is amazing. <laughs> it's incredible. amazing. So last week I told you that I don't like reality TV and I don't get it. Yeah, and here I am. One week later, that's what fully w- in. R- it didn't W-N-O take stands for. Mm-hmm. I googled it. I it just kept our- telling me yeah. Reno. I was like, "What no. does this mean?" No, real world, real world, New, New Orleans. Orleans, and it's two thousand. Huh. So it's like 
before social media, before they could Google each other, yes. before they came on the show. Yeah. And they're just like totally trying to feel each other out. And what I'm shocked by is that they are talking about things that are still relevant today, like race issues and like, um, like gender issues and sexuality. And like one of, one of the guys is um, gay and he's dating a guy who's in the army and it's during the time of don't ask, don't tell. And it's this whole thing where they have to blur out oh. his face and like, they, it was so ahead of its time. I mean, this is yeah. 23 years old now. And I'm like, yeah. this has aged like fine wine. I'm, I'm, you're I'm sold. Let me I ask am. you this. What, what was it about that show that made you say, okay, I could be into reality? Um, I think I remember pieces of it being on TV when I was a kid. I was definitely too young to be watching it, but I remember it being on and it being like the cool thing. And it's so funny. I tweeted about watching this a couple days ago. And so many people have said that season in particular is the best season because the people are just the right amount of crazy. And they are just so fascinating to watch. And if anybody knows who Melissa is on that show, that is the character I most closely relate with. So if you need to go back and watch it and see what Melissa is all about, it me. I should go rewatch it. I watched it when it first aired. So I was in seventh grade, but I was, we were like so stoked because they were in Louisiana. And so it was like, which is is your homeland. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. But what I miss about reality TV from that era was like, like Kaylee said, there was no social media. There wasn't like influencers. So nobody Mm -hmm. was trying to be influencers or get like Instagram famous or sponsorships they were just like there to be themselves and party yeah Yeah. Um, honestly like that's how Jersey Shore is to me it's a lot messier (laughs) but I watched it it came out when I was in high school so it's nostalgic and it's just like probably some of the last reality tv where there wasn't like cell phones there wasn't like Instagram like even Love Island and all that stuff is like when they intro yeah. the people, they also throw their Instagrams up and it's like, <laughs> yeah, are these people like really like this? I don't know. Yeah. You it's, can't know. It's, it's terrible, but there is also a new bachelor season coming out specifically geared toward like senior citizens and no. the guy, the new bachelor is like 71, but I'm sorry, what, what is it called? <laughs> Oh my God. I think it's literally just called like the golden bachelor or something. I don't know. You'll have to Google it. It comes out. The geriatric bachelor. (laughs) No, no. His name is literally Jerry. So it's called the golden bachelor. (laughs) Um, But he's like low key, like hot. Like he's like a hot (laughs) 71. And I would be into it maybe. Um, but yeah, I'm very interested to see how that is because it's like this guy's not 71. No, I gotta look like a little like he's like zaddy vibes. Oh, he's got some Botox for sure. (laughs) For sure. I mean, something's got to hold up gravity. 71. Oh wow, yeah, I see now too. We're gonna have to throw a picture of Jerry with a G. Yeah, literal geriatric. He has the hair of um, the guy from Cheers. You know who I'm t- who's that guy? Ted Danson? Ted Danson, thank you. Okay, interesting. I think he'd be but hotter if he had all gray hair. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you okay. I'm with you. Okay. Okay. So, like, like really too... leaning in to the senior <laughs> citizen vibes. Let me tell you guys about my type. Oh, <laughs> here we go. Oh, here we go. 
I'm joking. I'm joking. Oh, man, I got excited. I got so excited. Um, But yeah, I'm like actually 85. We've never met. We've never met Austin, so we'll never know. I'm sorry. Who who he is? Actually, that's not true. I've met him. I was at your wedding, so I can validate that he's not old. Don't be confused. (laughs) I have not met him, so I'm jealous. Soon, Um, we'll fix that. Yeah, yeah. But I was gonna say I'm excited to see how this season is because surely, like all these women in their 60s and 70s, like aren't trying to be influencers. Hopefully. That's so true. So I don't know. I, I just feel like it'll that. be way more interesting and like way more fun because I can't even, I can hardly watch any of the Bachelor or Bachelorette seasons anymore because it's all just like the same person trying to get famous. I'm trying to look up the cast. Um, while you do that, um, I think that we should talk about this thing that I saw on the internet over the weekend. I saw it on Twitter. And so it's, she's called a pink doll. And basically what it is, hopefully we can show a clip of this somehow, but she is pretending to be an AI. And so she's getting, I don't know what platform it's on even. I, I think maybe like some sort of live streaming thing, but you can like give her feedback and like send her emojis and stuff. And she replies to them in real time. And she says things like gang, gang. And like, it's just the most bizarre thing, this whole language that she's using. But she's, like, getting paid to stream this. And I just feel like we need to talk about it because I saw it and it kind of broke my brain. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Who's this video? paying her? People like, on the internet. So is it, Strangers. like, OnlyFans then? Like, I know she subscribing? has an OnlyFans. I know okay. she has an OnlyFans. But it's just, she's like popping popcorn on a straightener one kernel at a time. So I don't know if that's, like, an ASMR what? thing. I so have she's it up doing right here. this. It's on TikTok. Oh wait, no, it's it's a clip. Okay, I see what you're saying. It's, it's on a clip TikTok. on TikTok that's like going viral across many platforms right now. So but she's replying, and it's just bizarre. I have I'm seen so this, and this is probably it's probably the first like internet thing I've seen where I'm like, oh, I'm old now. Oh, like I don't. <laughs> or not that. But I don't like, get I'm this. very happy to be old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, I'm happy that what I don't have this? to care about this. Happy uh-huh. to be old, but also like terrified for the younger generations who are watching this and liking it. And like, what are they going to be like when they get older? I don't know. It's it just makes me feel very like grandpa vibes. Well, she's pretending to be artificial intelligence and it really looks like it. She's got a filter on her face that makes her look kind of like a like almost like an anime character or something and the way she's acting like moving her body and stuff and replying to things it almost seems like she's in a video game you know okay i just googled it she's not trying to be ai she's trying to be npc which is non-player character so like the background characters in video games how they kind of like do this like thing where they're just like here like yeah like gta yeah that's what she's trying to be apparently being an npc streamer is like a thing what yeah, so if you Google Pinky Doll, Pinky Doll mesmerized the internet with her imitations of video game characters. She must be playing like background characters in certain video games. Like, G- like, like Grand Theft Auto, all those. Whole of the internet. Like, yes. What in the world? Yeah. It's bizarre. I'm also curious, like, is it like is it like a kink thing? Or is it just like people are kind of like fascinated by her pretending to be this that's what i'm curious about like who are the people who are paying for this 
service. Like, I feel like if you're paying for it, it has to be like a weird kink. I don't know. I just feel like people don't pay for just like. It says it's almost like cosplay. So I feel like what's happening is these video games like Grand Theft Auto, Call of Duty. I do not play. My ex played way too much, which is why he's my ex. Um, They have these like whole communities around them, which like people are like obsessed with that universe. Right. So like they want to live in the game. So Mm -hmm. I think what's happening is she's emulating in real life, like what it would be like. And these people are like tapping in like, oh, my God, I love like this NPC, blah, blah, blah. And maybe paying her for it. But I know cosplay is like a whole thing too, which yeah. I've never understood. I d- from what I'm reading, I mean, it probably is a kink thing, but that's not front and center. From I know <laughs> that. So I know that it's like a way for her to make money and she's like able to monetize this. And she has like many platforms and channels. I think she's really leaned into TikTok. I know she has a kid because there are several videos where she's talking to the kid in the back. She's like breaking character to be like, you need to go back to bed and like saying stuff like that. So interesting. it's just a really strange corner of the internet that I and a lot of people happen to stumble upon over the weekend. And it makes, it's a kind of a nice segue into this next thing that I want to talk about, which is like, are we scared of the robots? So when I talk about robots, I mean, artificial intelligence, and I'm not talking about like, tools like chat gpt i'm talking about things like in the movie her where like people have and this is the thing now like people are paying for ai girlfriends and women are like selling and licensing their likeness and recording a bunch of bunch of sayings and like doing a bunch of things so that this character of themselves can be monetized and they don't have to it's not like a real-time thing and i just think with everything that's happening right now with artificial intelligence it's getting really weird it's kind of like this pandora's box situation so we need to talk about it what are we thinking god i don't know there's like so many paths you could take with this but i feel like with the ai girlfriend thing that stuff just makes me scared that it's gonna just make people way like lonelier i don't know because i feel like with social media that's already kind of a thing like you think you're connected kind of but in some ways you're just lonelier because you're just stuck to your phone all the time. So if you're literally just having robot girlfriends and fake relationships with things that don't exist, I just, I don't know. I just feel like that's going to get worse. Um, so that scares me, especially for younger generations, um, who have to build social skills and stuff. Um, I don't know. What do y'all think? (laughs) So, (laughs) Allie has um, an AI girlfriend. She doesn't want to talk about it. I, I am the AI girlfriend. Austin's actually paying for me. Um, so it's funny because when I talk about AI with people that aren't in this space, um, like my husband, he's a teacher. He, he's like, it's Terminator. You know, like we're going to die. Like he, it's a joke. But that's like what I think people who aren't in the industry or aren't connected or don't read like a lot of like the up and coming trends or like they think of the old school, like robot type videos, human versus robot, et cetera. Um, so like I'm not fearful in that respect of like my safety, which might be naive. I might be eating these words in 50 years. I don't know. But I, I like I said, like, like you said, Krista, I I think that this next generation and the generation behind it are already going to be so different. I mean, we were pretty different from our parents, but like 
technology has completely redesigned society and how we interact with each other. Technology plus COVID. So I think it's like, in my opinion, I think that it's going to be modern day natural selection in a way, which sounds like super harsh. I don't mean it in that respect, but like, I do think it's going to have this like DV, there's going to be a deviation um, of the adjusted and like the non-adjusted. And I mean, there, there's already been people who've been like sitting in their basements for like 15 years. Right. So I think it's just going to probably grow that population. I don't know. I, I can't even wrap my mind around what it's like to pay for that or like have that in my life. But I just Googled like AI girlfriend just to see what would come up. And there's like all these AI chat bots and stuff where you could just like talk to an AI girlfriend. And that alone is like terrifying. Yeah. Much no, less like sure. purchasing like a physical thing. Yeah. Um, on one hand though, like it's, it's a safer option for these women who otherwise would have been like tied in real time to like if you think of like a traditional sex worker, that could be very dangerous. And this is very much like hands off. So True. it is a safer oh. option in that. However, my concern is like the movie Ex Machina, where it's like once artificial intelligence reaches a certain threshold of like learning and understanding, and they understand like how to manipulate humans, because we have these emotions that get in the way of everything and make everything complicated. And they don't necessarily. Um, Number one, like, how do you classify, like, the human rights or that, like, AI rights for a being of that type of entity? And then how do you get them not to be like, we don't need the humans, they're messy, you know, because, like, they can be more efficient and make decisions without the clouding of emotion and all those things. So it's kind of like this Pandora's box of, like, can we even go backwards at this point? Because it's already happening. I don't think we can go backwards. However... So what you're talking about is AGI, so artificial general intelligence, which is when it is essentially sentient and can make its own decisions. Um, But there are, according to a lot of smart people who are not me, there are still several steps that need to happen that could take like decades for for us to even get to that point. Do I know what those steps are? Absolutely not. (laughs) I'm not smart enough. I am not smart enough to go there. Um, but according to like a lot of the experts, like Sam Altman of OpenAI and stuff, like we're still a long ways away from, from that. Um, so maybe we'll just be dead. Maybe we'll be dead or maybe we'll at least be like on the next season of the golden bachelor or something. We'll be hella. Right. (laughs) We'll be busy with other things. Yeah. We don't even, I don't even know how to use this thing. What is this phone? I can't even, I can't. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh Um, so Yeah. But I'm also just really excited, like, forget about AI girlfriends or, like, marketing or whatever. Like, I'm excited for the advances in science that will probably happen in the near term. Like, there are already, um, like, AIs that can identify issues in, like, people's hearts and stuff with greater accuracy than doctors, some doctors. And so I don't know, I'm just excited to see the advances there because feed an AI like a bunch of medical data and maybe they can fucking cure cancer or Alzheimer's or whatever. Um, Right. So yeah, I think that's where I'm like very optimistic and like excited to see what happens. And I think we're closer to that than we are like scary Terminator stuff. That's it. I think that's a, that's a good 
that's a good perspective because it's easy. I feel like being scared is like the easy reaction to like, oh, I don't know about this. I'm terrified. Well, yeah. You know? Well, it's like but... all you see, right, on the internet because that's what gets the clicks. But I don't know. When you dig a little deeper, I feel like there's going to be a lot of really good stuff that comes out of it. It was really interesting because a couple of weeks ago, I spoke at Columbia for a journalism course and it was the topic was AI. And at the end, there were some questions from students that were like, um, every day my parents send me things that are like articles talking about how AI is going to take all of our jobs and like it's stupid to pursue this career path. And is that true? And of course, the answer is I don't know. But I think it's definitely something that a lot of people are are thinking about right now. And just like being I know we're not talking about work, but like being in the writing space and being in the freelancing space. I do think it makes sense for a lot of companies to outsource to these tools because they can be more efficient. And even if it's okay, this is like something we can work with. It's not perfect. It's a good jumping off point. It's a good move for efficiency. So it is already kind of like doing some of those things, which is a little scary, but also like could be helpful. Yeah. We've, we've talked a lot about this with my, myself, David and Alex, my partners and the conclusion I've come to, and it might, it might sound harsh and I know there's obviously nuance to it, but I think if you, if your job can be replaced by AI, just as it is, right. Then it, that it, maybe it should be, um, yeah. if it's, if it's a matter of like, if you can write to the caliber of open AI or chat GPT, uh, without any human editing or influence or strategic input that then, then maybe it should be, There's you know, I think that's yeah. just, an, and that's how it is with the industrial revolution. Like there were a lot of waves yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I don't you personally utilize it a ton. I'll use it to analyze data. I'll use it to, uh, edit or like condense something I'm writing. Uh, I'll use it. A cool thing I've done is like explain this concept to me, uh, through the lens of like tennis or volleyball or something I understand. Ah. And sometimes it'll restructure or create analogies for me. If I'm like, it's just a different way of doing like, explain it. Like I'm five. Yeah. Um, my partner, Alex use like, he keeps it up and uses uh chat GPT as his Google. And so it will be like a different search engine. So I think it's wise to, in this, in the concept in the context of work to understand the concept and learn new ways to like truly find it valuable. Um, but I think it's just another tool to just be better than essentially, or, or use as a compliment to, to your own skill, like human skill set. you know? Yeah. I think it's generating new jobs too. Cause there's like, right. we need a prompt writer for chat yes. GPT or we need an editor to work with these documents that chat GPT has kicked out and make them what we want them to be. So it's, I don't think people are really talking about that. It's just like, Oh, it's going to take all the jobs. No, actually it's kind of generating some too. So we can all work smarter instead of harder, which I think is a good thing. And I don't think it's, again, I don't think it's like, everything is great or everything is bad. I think it probably depends on the situation, but yeah, I just wanted to talk about it. Cause I saw that, uh, the girl who was doing the, like, whatever you called it, the character thing. And I was like, uh, yeah, it was what? freaking weird. I texted my 12 year old sister. Cause I was like, is this like what she's into her and her friends? And she was like, I don't know who that is. So <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. What's her name? My sister? Uh Alyssa. Yeah. yeah. Can, we run, Alyssa? can we run everything by Alyssa to make sure that we're still? Yeah, she can we be our 12-year-old filter. <laughs> we need a we need a segment called Ask Alyssa so we can yes. report on what she has validated or 
not validated for. Just to warn you though, she in like she's 12 years old, she does not want to talk to me. So <laughs> <laughs> can we so, incentivize her? Give her what she wants for the information so, we need. I was like, "Do you know who this is?" And she said, "No." And I was like, "Well, who's your favorite like TikToker?" And she said, "IDK." And I said, "What cool. about Instagram?" She's like, "Girl, IDK." So <laughs> she's not brutal. She's not gonna no, get no like smiley face or exclamation mark. Just dry no as punct- hell. No punctuation. Okay. Everyone no knows punctuation. punctuation. Yeah, that's how you know if someone's mad at you. You know what punctuation do they use, right? She is not. Yeah, she's Such definitely she's giving you nothing. She's giving me Great. nothing. Um, so just a fair warning if we try to get Great. information, but we can at try. least we can get yes nos. We'll take yeah. yes nos. Yeah, or IDK. Question. Yeah, yeah. I will take IDK. Girl, yeah, IDK. my prompts are bad. <laughs> my prompts are just. We need a twelve-year-old prompt writer. Is that a thing? Can ChatGPT do that? Yeah, yeah. I'll run it all through through ChatGPT next time. Oh, um, God. what else? Oh, I feel like last week I wanted to talk about threads. Yeah, we, we need to talk about threads. Ran out of time. Um, Absolutely. I'm almost glad we didn't get to it last week because I feel like it's changed so much. But mm-hmm. or y'all, y'all are on it because I follow you both, mm-hmm. but you're not using it. No. So I'm, t- I'm tired. I don't <laughs> want to so do it tired. anymore. I don't want to. I want another platform. That <laughs> is fair. Um, that's fair. That's kind of why I haven't. I feel like I was so excited about it at first, and then now I'm just kind of like nobody's using it like it's not fun do you think, nobody's using do you think it. it's just like the initial excitement of like oh this is an exciting new thing and like the celebrities and influencers are kind of incentivized to like put a flag in the ground there and now it's just kind of it's a couple weeks out and we're just kind of like mm. I think it's I think it's a lot of that but I was really excited because it felt like 2011 Twitter like it felt like buzzy and fun and everybody was just like making jokes and it just reminded me so much of that era of Twitter um before things got like weird and dramatic and insane um Mm -hmm. and so I was like yes this is where I will be but now like I just feel like everybody's so sick of it nobody's using it and so the fun has been taken out of it so I don't really use it anymore either um so yeah it'll be interesting to see what happens with it but Sounds like y'all don't have any plans to use it, really. I'm curious about it. You know, I'm curious yeah. to see what happens with it. I think a lot of these social media platforms pop up all the time. And with this one being from, like, Meta, that's a pretty big player. Like, they have the resources. Yeah. They've made it super easy to get on there from Instagram, where it's just, like, boom, 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 and you're set up. Um, I just think people are tired. And I think yeah. – you know, with Twitter not being what it is anymore, a lot of people are like, oh, this will be like, I'll use threads the same way I was using Twitter. And the reality is we're just like, really? Will I know? Well, it's just Twitter's such a habit. Twitter's such a habit. Like I've tried to quit it so many times, even going as far as to delete my old account. And Mm -hmm. there's just no, there's no getting away from it once you're in that habit. Um, And so I don't know if threads can become a habit in the same way yeah i I would use it more if it was accessible on desktop Mm. um i think for me like i've been (laughs) 
you guys know this. I don't respond to like a lot, a lot of things <laughs> in a timely way. And it's not intentional. I think I'm just, I'm like, I'm hitting a whole new threshold of stress in my life. You're and like a busy gal. Mm-hmm. But it's not, that's, I don't like that. Cause it, I, I think it also, I don't want people to feel like they're not a priority, but like sometimes I've, I'm at capacity by like yeah. 5 PM. So on my phone, I'll like usually talk to my friends and family Instagram, as you both know, I'm like still a very big Instagrammer, but I do a lot on my computer too during the day. And so I think I would probably utilize it more if it was on desktop. Cause I deleted my, my Twitter app about a year ago. Cause I would end up scrolling in the middle of the night and I'd be like, mm. look at all these people doing all these things that I'm not doing. Like I need to do mm-hmm. all these things, especially cause like I've curated my Twitter to be a lot more like networking work centric. And I mean, I'm at Krista, like, I feel like I have a lot of like internet friends. Like it was definitely like a good community to be a part of, but I just, I would, I would, I struggle with sleep and it would just perpetuate with threads. It's, it's giving me the same vibes. Um, or maybe I want yeah. it to be the same where it's like a Twitter, a new Twitter, but I'm also sensitive to like, if it is work related or, or career related, I, I don't really want it on my phone, but it's not accessible on desktop either. So I kind of am at a crossroads. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I kind of, I don't, I'm trying to assume it'll be on desktop at some point because Instagram, you can use Instagram on desktop. So I assume at some point it will be. Yeah. Um, It's probably just a new habit. Yeah. People are building a new habit. I'm surprised that it's not on desktop. I have seen a lot of people with really massive Twitter followings, though, go over to threads and start over with like hundreds of thousands of followers on Twitter. And they're just like, I'm done with that, which is kind of shocking to me. But But they're getting really, they're doing numbers on threads because the reach is so good. Yeah. Yeah. I also haven't figured out how I even really want to use threads. Like, I feel like my gut is like I just want to go back to 2011 like comedy Twitter and like Mm. follow all my old comedy Twitter friends and just like fuck around but it's just such a weird vibe when like I have my current Twitter like marketing Twitter friends and then my old comedy Twitter friends it's just kind of like I don't know how I want to use this and it's weird yeah but I don't know it's it'll be interesting I do like that They've made it super easy to share as well. Like, I like that you can share on Instagram really easily, like different threads that you like. Um, Yeah. I think that'll be good for them maybe, but yeah. Meta the monopoly. I know. I don't know how they're getting away with this. I have a lot of questions about that. And I feel like I get an email every other day for like class action lawsuits through Meta and I've never got a check. Like I feel like every form, I don't know if I'm just giving my identity away to these scales. I actually just did that yesterday. It was like, if you've used Instagram in the state of Illinois, Illinois. between these, oh my I'm God. like, sure, I'll sign up. I'll get Venmo Where's 60 bucks in a year. Yeah. Y'all are getting scammed. Y'all are getting scammed. No, I've actually made money through that. I've made like five hundred dollars. Yeah, five hundred dollars, zero dollars. It's like something. It there was a one that was like Dyson. It's like all these random things. I'm like, yeah, and then I'll all of a sudden get a Venmo like deposit for like a hundred bucks here and there. I'm like, sure. I'll take hundred dollars. This does not feel legit, but I'll accept the money. (laughs) Yeah, I got questions because I've seen people are getting checks and I haven't got any checks. I've probably just been just had my identity stolen over and over. <laughs> There's probably like 50 Kaylee Moores running around just 
opening credit cards. They're just like taking it's all your it's all your NPCs over and over. Yeah, yeah in the background. That's what like, it is. Vibing. Yes, just just this. I'm just <laughs> bobbling. This is it. This is. I'm gonna right. do it for real. What video games did you guys play when you were younger? Don't say none. Oh, no, definitely I mean, played. I was hardcore as a kid into like anything Nintendo and Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. I feel like okay. I never really progressed past, I don't know, Super Mario Brothers. Like I never yeah, really Mario got Kart. into like Xbox or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, loved Mario, loved Tetris, loved, um, what was the motorcycle one on like the OG Nintendo? Do y'all remember that? Excite that bike one. or something? I don't know. No. <laughs> it was so fun. It was so fun. I'm dating myself now. Chris is uh, like, I played I'm Snake. <laughs> I did play Snake. Thank you very much. Did you I not play Snake? I also played Snake. I also played Snake. Oh, man. That old school Nokia. Like, I'm sorry. I can't talk right now because I have a cell phone. <laughs> I'm going to play Snake right now. <laughs> Kaylee, what, what did y'all you? play? I played Aladdin quite a bit. That was Ooh, a fun one. Yes. You'd like steal bread and like jump on yes. stuff. That was a good one. I played a lot of Mario. I played Mario Kart. But a non-traditional video game that I super loved was Cruise in USA. And they had it at the pizza place here in town. And it was like the the console arcade game. And it was like cruising, you know? And it was like you were driving the car. Yeah. Oh, what a rush. I miss that. <laughs> what a rush. I had a little brother and he had a PS2. And we used to play this game called SS Tricky. SSX Tricky. It was a snowboarding game. And it would open with It's Tricky by Run DMC. So I became a Run DMC fan. And I was so good at it. And it was, I I just Googled it and like the the graphics were horrible. But Mm. it would open with like EA Sports, you know, Mm. like that. Yeah. And then, you know, it's good. Yeah. So I love, I was like a pro at that game. But when I think about NPCs, I'm like, did I even notice non-player character? Like, I don't give a I shit. Did. Like, I'm just yeah. trying to play and like yeah. hang up my controller. So these people yeah. that are like in these worlds. Yeah. yeah. I, I don't never... even think I knew that term until I read the book Tomorrow, Tomorrow, Tomorrow. Mm. They talk about that a little bit there. Well, because yeah. they say like games. these people are NPCs, like don't care about them. Right. Like yeah. that's like usually what the context is. Yeah. I've heard that. Gamer girls. Who knew? Gamer girls. Did y'all also play Lion King ever? Uh, I don't Lion think King? so. I think it was like a Sega game in the 90s. Mm. Did you guys so. ever play okay, Roller Lion Coaster King. Tycoon? No. I didn't, but some of my friends had it, and it would slow the computer down so much that it was so annoying, but I was just like, yeah. let me build this. Yeah. Um, what was the <laughs> other one with like the, um, you go and you, the old trail Oregon Trail. Oh, Oregon Trail. Of Ooh, course. yeah. Die yeah, of dysentery yeah. every time. Just diarrhea yeah. everywhere. <laughs> and you're dead. Yes. Yeah. Oh How God. depressing. That was kind of a rough game for a young kid to play. Like, learned a lot. Life lessons, you know? Totally. You got to stock up your wagon. How to hunt before you... buffalo. Uh huh. Don't drink the, the water. Stuff. <laughs> yeah. All the important stuff. It's like 2006, and you're like, God damn. Not the dysentery again. (laughs) I would play that right now if I could. Just in this moment. I would be like, you probably can find it. You could probably find it. We should close out here today with a discussion about contrarianism chic. And I don't know who put this in the notes or what it means. So please tell me. I did. Take it away. So 
Um, I don't know if you guys know who David Cadavy is. He is a writer and just a person that I know. I don't even know how to define him. Uh, he was one of our first guests on the Long Game podcast, the podcast mm. I do with my business. And he's just like a very interesting thinker. You know those people that like, I don't know how to put you in a box, but I just want to know everything that you think. He has yes. these newsletters called um, For the Love of Mondays. And they come through on Mondays and yesterday's was titled contrarianism chic. And I was like, interesting. So I opened it and it was basically about how we're in this age that being a contrarian is, is chic and fashionable. And he writes, I miss the age of curiosity chic. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was reading through and I was basically just saying like, it's so popular to, to either like, uh, prove things as shams, poke holes in them you know, rebel against them, be different than who, what everyone else is. Right. I think it might be going against this age of like being basic or whatever. Okay. And he writes, um, somehow it became cool or at least perceived as cool to build an identity around defining yourself as what you're not rather than discovering who you are. And that's what the dichotomy is. is we used to be in this age of curiosity where we were just figuring out who we are, what we believe we want to learn. You know, he says curiosity chic was like really defined by books like Freakonomics and other books like mm. that. Where we were just absorbing information. So I'm curious if you guys agree and if you think that that defines kind of the era that we're in right now. That's super interesting. I think, I feel like that has always been around. Like, I feel like there's always this subset of people who are that way, are very contrarian. Maybe they're louder right now because of the internet? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. But thanks. I hate it. <laughs> like, I... <laughs> I I am so not a contrarian because I think that I think that you're putting your like you're trying to not put yourself in a box, but you're putting yourself in a box yeah. and like yeah. you're missing out on certain things because you're like that is like too mainstream or that's like popular. So I can't like it. But it's like, what if you do? I don't know. Like, I, I feel just... personally attacked. OK, <laughs> I hear you loud and clear. Y'all both, y'all both have described yourselves as contrarians, but it's like, I just feel like because I'm not a contrarian at all and I never have been, I'm just like all, no, (laughs) I'm so much, I'm just so much better and like so much just more adjusted. (laughs) So like, does, does, do, do bandwagoners not bother you at all? Um, what do you mean like, by Like, is there anything, wagon? like, is there something that you've loved since they, like, a music group or a food or a drink or something where you love them from day one and you put in the work, you followed them, you supported them? I don't even, I'm not even thinking of anything specific right now. I'm just so, thinking, like, like, gatekeeping. Like, do I feel like I need maybe. to Maybe. And then, and then like. they become popular. And when they're popular, then they have this huge rush of fandom. You're like, wait. I was there first or like, I know what it's like to be like a real fan. I don't, I'm not even thinking of anything. No, no, (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I feel like, I mean, maybe a little bit because we're all assholes and like, I have that in me, but I also like, it makes me happy because I'm like, cool. This is getting recognized. You are better than us. (laughs) That shit annoys me. That shit annoys me me so much because it's basically people like not thinking for themselves and it annoys me. And I don't know why, like, why is that my business? It's not, but like, 
But no, 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 no. Contrarianism, in my opinion, that's not thinking for yourself either because you're just like, okay. oh, this is popular. So I'm not even going to like give that a chance. All right. You know what I mean? I know so, what you mean. Okay. So I So you're have... bandwagoning, you're bandwagoning in one direction or another. Exactly. That is exactly okay. it. Because you're jumping on the bandwagon of like hating something just because it has been yeah. deemed popular, popular or not popular or whatever. Huh. And I, what I was going to say earlier, not is not that I'm better, but just <laughs> that like, <laughs> I've been dealing that, with this my whole life. So it's like in high school, in college, like people being like, oh, that kind of music is stupid. Or like those kind of books are stupid. And it's just like, maybe I have a little bit of a chip on my shoulder, but so you're I, like, I'm just going to like it harder. <laughs> kind of, but it is, a it, I do have a theory like I call it my Taylor Swift theory on people because I feel like you can tell everything about a person based on their opinion of Taylor Swift. She's Rude. so that's, I feel like that's so, true. She's so polarizing. And so I like I feel like there are the people who they're like, mm, I've listened to her music. I don't like her, whatever. And I'm that's fine. Like nobody's for everybody. But then there are the people who are like, it's their job to prove to me that they hate Taylor Swift. <laughs> and it's like, they Calm are down. gonna like <laughs> prove to me that like they're too cool to like her or something. And I'm just like, yeah. okay, now I know kind of everything I need to know about like yeah. who, you, who you are That's and like so how you interesting. think. And like the Taylor it, Swift temperature check. Yeah, kind of. I've, ra I've rarely been proven wrong. TSTCTM. <laughs> <laughs> okay but wait yes. a second wait a second i had a really deep thought and i think i lost it one you had one deep thought <laughs> I had one deep thought no but i feel very passionate about this topic and i think that the thing is the answer is probably it depends however i lost my deep thought because <laughs> i drank too much it'll, of my however. It'll, it'll come back yeah. Deep Thought sponsored by yeah. what is it called? June Shine. June Shine. <laughs> but, but yes, I do feel like in general, contrarianism, it's just another form of bandwagoning. And it's mm. just another form of like, you might be missing out on something that you actually really like and you're just yeah. too scared to I don't know, try it or like admit that you like it. I don't know. It's just like a, it's a very weird concept for me. Okay, I thought of my deep thought. Okay, that kind of brings us back to our conversation from last week where we talked about astrology and like how people really like to find things that allow them to put themselves into buckets and be like, I'm like this, are you like this or are you like something else? And so with like like the contrarianism, it's like a way to self-identify and like filter because everybody has such limited capacity for like their attention span and their emotional energy, whatever. And we're always trying to filter, like, who should I give my time to? This little bit of time and energy that I have, like, who am I best going to align with? And so in stuff like that, like, oh, I love Taylor Swift. You also love Taylor Swift. Let's be best friends. Like, it's an yeah. easy filtering system. Yeah. And so the contrarians who push against that, maybe they do like some of Taylor Swift's songs. But they're also like, hey, also check out this artist that you may yeah. have never heard of. Again, it's like, yeah, okay, can you can you step out of the Taylor Swift bucket and enjoy the other bucket as well? That's yeah. a, that's a filter as well. 
And that's a interesting. Hu- I lo- and I love that. And I don't even really consider that contrarianism. I, I guess I feel like contrarianism to me is when those people are like trying to make you feel bad that you like something that they don't think is cool. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like I, that's I feel a different like, version. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like that is where I'm get like weird about it. Cause I'm like, I get it. Like nobody's going to like everything. And I do want to experience tons of other genres or versions of whatever. Um, but it's when people get like, really judgy and weird and it, I don't what know what if they that's... just want to like give you a little bit of a hard time about it and you just a little tiny bit is that okay <laughs> yes all yes contrarianism light yes of course the yes. light version yes for sure for sure okay yeah it was interesting because he says like I'm not saying we need to go back to curiosity chic it's a relic of an old world when we were exploring our newfound interconnected interconnectedness with optimism so like early days of the internet really understanding what everyone else thought we've since learned some of the downsides of that interconnectedness though and descended into pessimism so he talks about this third option called Bayesian chic which the I think Bayesian is more being like open to collecting more evidence and then changing your mind along the way which is just like being a generally good human in my opinion yes. being able to, yes. i think it says a lot about someone when they can change their mind 100%. yeah and i i think that's so true and i think that that's important too as you're aging because we're like Allie, you're the baby here but we're like aging now we're we're in our 30s we're maturing and it's like it's very easy to get comfortable and stop putting in good inputs and like stop being curious and being like i think i gotta figure it out you know like i think i yeah. get the world like i'm pretty good i don't need any more info and when you start doing that your brain starts to rot and so i yeah. like the curiosity chic of like mm-hmm. i want to be curious about the world and learn new things and like be open-minded and like you know make a powerpoint make me change my mind you know like convince me i'm wrong I'm here for that. I, and I hope that I'm always like that because when you stop doing that, then you start to suck. And you I should think do that's one of those PowerPoints. Oh those my PowerPoint God. Sleepovers where you come with like snacks <laughs> yes. and a PowerPoint. To Absolutely. Teach. Yes. Yes. For sure. Um, I don't remember what I was going to say because the whiskey has a uh, kicked in. Um, yeah, my, do we hear the, <laughs> The ice is yeah. the, the ice is clinking, and I, that is our cue that it's time to wrap things <laughs> up before we start getting too messy. Well, that's a wrap for today. Wee. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Cheers. Wait, cheers. 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 <laughs> Great. This is heavy.